Welcome to another episode with Dr. Latifat, aka MoneyFeedMD. So the episode you're about to listen to was broadcasted on my vlog in the past, but it was so, so good. I had to bring it back to you on the podcast. So enjoy, take a listen. And of course, I want to know what you think. Have a good day. Here comes the episode. All right. So welcome, everybody. Uh, for those that are watching for the first time, this is Latifat, aka Money Feed MD. Welcome, welcome. As you guys know, I'm a money and mindset coach. I help women physicians like you and I become confident in our finances. So I'm super, super, super excited to have Kenji and Letty here. Uh, they are the owners of the semi-retired empire, is what I call it. And if you've followed my story at all, you know that I'm huge on real estate. I love real estate. And a lot of our growth, my husband and I, when it comes to real estate, is the product of us participating in their program. So I know you guys have heard a lot from me, but I wanted you to hear from them as well. Um, they've taken out of their time to be here to record this. So thanks, guys, for being a part of the Oh, show. thanks for having us. Yeah, it's thank nice you. to meet all of you guys virtually. Yeah. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Why did you do real estate? Why are you doing real estate? What's this craziness that you guys are doing? You're physicians. What the hell are you doing in real estate? <laughs> Good question. Um, so Kenji and I are both hospitalists. I'm family medicine trained and he's internal medicine trained. Um, and actually Kenji was investing in real estate before me, mm-hmm. but had had done so uh, mostly appreciation plays. So really hadn't built up a big portfolio and had had some tough times. So when we got together, he was actually had started a startup and that's what he was primarily working on as well as being a full-time doc. I was being a full-time doc. I actually didn't want to lose a lot of my OB skills. So I was also precepting besides doing a hospitalist job. I was precepting for family medicine to keep up OB and do call and stuff like that. And, um, and so real estate wasn't actually even anything that entered our minds together for until a couple of years into our relationship, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point we were still working like incredibly hard. Um, and Kenji was still in his business. And we had had this conversation right before we got married, actually. And Kenji had said to me, like, how do you want to live your life? And I had kind of described this path that we were on already and like just moving down the path. And he had said to me, no, no. I mean, like if you didn't have any limitations, like none. What a pick of line. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who asked that? Right. It's, it's totally out there. And I, it, it took me a little bit to figure it out because it's like, if money is not an option, like if you had unlimited money and actually Keith Cunningham, we're in this mastermind and he puts it this way. He says, if somebody comes to you or you get a letter in the mail and it says your uncle that you didn't even know you had left you 10 or 10 or 12 million a year tax-free, but you have to continue to work. How would you spend your time? Right. How would, what would you contribute? And so it was kind of like that. I had to figure out like, how would I spend my time? And for me, it wasn't actually, you know, going to work week on week on as a hospitalist at all. It was spending time with my family, spending time with my friends, actually being a host is what I really wanted to get good at and and like creating this place that people could come and enjoy and be there. But that meant that I had to have time freedom. Time freedom is not something you get if you're working more than full time as a doc. Um, And so we didn't have a solution actually for how we were going to get there, but we now knew where it was we were going. Um, And then about six months later, we read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Mm -hmm. Robert Kiyosaki book. And when we read that, it's like, it's like you're always, you're looking, right? You're looking for the path because you know where you want to go. And so it became so clear real estate was our path because we both naturally liked property. We liked land. We, uh, we really loved it actually just innately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it was clear, you could actually make cash flow every single month from a real estate portfolio and that that could form the backbone of the money that comes in instead of working to get that money. It was pretty mind blowing and so obvious that it was the right path for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think when you layer in the tax benefits of uh, investing in real estate, where you can get that alternative income stream, and at the same time, uh, shelter income. And that's what we did. We start from, from the very first year that we started investing, uh, we started sheltering Leite's clinical income, which actually paid for me to cut back. Uh, mm-hmm. And so first at halftime and then full, just went to moonlighting. And, uh, and, the, and the combination of the cash flow and the tax savings uh, m- you know, made up 
kind of the lost income from me cutting back. And so, uh, so yeah, for us, it, it, it was just a no brainer. Um, you know, we, we were figuring things out as we went, uh, because for us, we didn't have any mentors or guides or courses to take. So, yeah, so we figured it out. And, um, and so we, uh, we were able to achieve financial freedom pretty quickly as a result, uh, because, you know, when you're getting cash flow, it's very different than your, you know, your 401k going up 15, 20% a year, like, okay, so what if it goes up 15, 20% or so what if it goes up a hundred percent, you know, you can't access that until you're, you know, 59 and a half. So what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, it's like, you can't live off of that. And so that's the beauty is that cash flow you can live off of, right? You can pay bills, you can pay medical expenses, you can put food on the table, you can pay rent. And so I think that's one of the big reasons why we were able to, actually, we took a year off uh, to travel. Uh, so. Several years in, yeah. yeah actually, so. I think the other things that we did, so we were looking for a primary residence at that point before we read the book. And then we were like, oh, we don't need a primary residence. We're real estate investors. We're just going to take every ounce of money we have and put it into investing in real estate in properties that make us money. And so, you know, we didn't need a whole lot of money to live. All we needed was our rent and stuff. We didn't have a whole lot of expenses at that point. Um, even when we had a baby, actually, Kenji did a majority of the childcare. I don't mm -hmm. even, we didn't have a nanny or anything nope, like that. So we actually really didn't have that many expenses. So that allowed us to very easily actually live on my income and less than my income. So, you know, we could save that money to, and then all the cash flow could be pumped back into the real estate and you know, empire, like you said, like that's, that was our minds, like that's what we're building. Um, and so because of that, then we had compounding and then, you know, there's market appreciation, there's force appreciation, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. And then it just, you know, it becomes a snowball. It gets faster and faster and mm -hmm. faster each year. Um, and time is very, very powerful in real estate. Mm -hmm. So, so awesome. You guys talked about a lot of things, a lot of great, I'm taking notes because I want to ask you guys some questions. So I love what you said about when you first started, it wasn't like you had a ton of money sitting down waiting for you mm -hmm. to be invested. You sort mm -hmm. of started from a place where you decreased your spending to an extent to raise some capital for you mm -hmm. guys. Because a lot of times when we talk about real estate investment, people are always concerned about one debt. I have student loans. I cannot invest until I'm done paying my student loans. So I'd like for, I mean, they've heard me talk about this, but I want to hear from you guys' perspective. Did you have student loans when you started this? How did you address that? What was your plan? Did you keep paying off? Did you pay it all off? I want to hear about that. Yeah, that's a great question. So Kenji's nine years older than me. Mm -hmm. So we met, he was already 40. So <laughs> by the time we got married at 42, he did not have student loans, luckily. Yeah. Um, I did have student loans, but that I actually paid them off about a year before we decided to go on this path. So, so luck, we were very lucky in that regard. Um, but we do have students who do have student loans. And I think mm -hmm. they do probably the same as you advise them, which is like, if you're only paying 3% with your student loans, like, and you can make 10% or 12% or 15% or more, or more somewhere yeah. else, like, you know, there's actually you use that money to pay off your student loans. So we've seen that a lot that people do that. But we were very, very fortunate to not have student loans. We had this money we had saved up for a primary residence for a down payment, we had $200,000. And that was our seed money, you know, that we put in, but you very quickly run out of money. I mean, mm -hmm. you just do like, this is part of the natural growth of a real estate investor is like, eventually, you are going to run out of money, it's just a matter of time. And so yeah, when we run out of money, we we were saving, we were cutting back, we got rid of my Nordstrom car, we cut back, we, we got a latte machine and stopped going to Starbucks. We didn't, you know, buy nice cars, like we did all those things, we didn't have primary residence, so we cut back. Um, but then we started doing things like pull out of our 401ks and like do other things. And, and, you know, we just had to find a way to grow the portfolio. So how many doors do you guys have now? And actually, what's the what do we mean by doors? Because that's something that comes up as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So doors is a, is a, is a separate dwelling unit. So if you have a, it's called a duplex, which is two residences under one roof. So that would be two doors. Uh, and so right now we have uh, 86 doors uh, and, um, and so different, different size properties. Um, we actually still have a single family home. Um, um, actually two. Two single family homes. And then Oh, you're right. We have two single family homes and our largest is a 32 unit. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that wasn't like we went out and bought a 32 unit though. Right. We were oh, yeah. in no <laughs> position to, to do that. 
Um, that is the, the little duplexes that we bought in the very beginning mm-hmm. in the single family homes, those first couple years, um, they had market appreciation. And then we did, we, we rehab them um, and we forced appreciation, meaning that we increased the income and decreased the expenses. And so to an investor, they were now worth a lot more money. And I know you're going to tell your story at some point about <laughs> how much you yep. forced appreciation. Cause it's, a, it's, I really believe um, the largest way you can make huge jump ups in wealth in real estate. And so we did those. And so two years ago, we really started to get aggressive about turning over our small little properties that we had now forced a ton of appreciation. So within three, three years, Mm -hmm. we started to really start to turn those over. And that's what's led to buying a 32 unit. It was, was three of those properties turned into the down payment. So you started smaller and went larger. So I know for the people that are watching, we talk about compounding and how compounding your money, your interest, right? And even your knowledge. So you started from the smaller units and you decided to grow until you got to the larger units. But I do know that there's some people in your program that were ready for larger units and started right off the bat, correct? Oh, yeah. 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 There's one of our students who's like not even a year in and they just went and bought a 60 unit, right? And I don't think anyone else in our programs bought a 60 unit. We haven't even bought a 60 unit, but yeah, yeah, I mean, they had the finances for it and awesome for them. Like they were brave. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. We had another one uh, by 32 unit uh, and then another one bought a 29 unit as their first first properties. So coming out of our course and within a couple of months of our, our course, they just went out and bought larger properties. So yeah, I mean, can be done. That's what they've done. So And I think that's one thing that I loved about your program. There were people with varying experience. Like when we took your course, we had one home, single family home that was apparently a bad investment, but we didn't know that until we stand up for your course and we ended up selling that property later. But there were, I mean, we've grown now to having 11 doors in a year. It's our first one was less than a year ago. And part of that is we could have grown more if we wanted to, but like you talked about having that seed money to invest was a limiting factor for us. But we also had other things going on. Like my husband has his own company. I'm a coach. I got certified this year. So it's been great having 11 doors. And I definitely think that that's one strength of your program is it's great for beginners that are like, what the hell is forced appreciation? Like what is doors, right? And now going to the place where the people are buying 60 doors and more doors. And that's the importance of coaching and having mentors, right? Because those of us that have done those things, you don't have to start where we started from. You don't have to go at the pace we went from. When you have access to mentors and coaches, you can do things in a way that's more accelerated than they did. Right. So I think that's a great part of mentorship and coaching. And that's why I'm a huge proponent of you guys' program. And I hope that everybody that's watching this signs up for it because it's huge. It's great. And uh, there are lots of tax benefits from this. If you guys want to talk to us about that, because it's all about the money. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, you know, before I do that, yeah, I did want to talk about the community and the support that uh, our communities provide. And it really is a supportive environment. And that's what we're trying to create. Um, you know, one of the things we always say is, you know, there's no stupid questions, right? Just ask your question. Uh, and it's funny, there was one time somebody was saying like, um, you keep answering the same question over and over again, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's fine. It's okay. I, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's sometimes hard to find the, the answer to a question. And so like, I don't mind. I'll just I'll answer the question as if it was the first time I answered it, right? I, will, I, will. I really want to kind of create that kind of supportive feeling right of like hey we're here for you don't worry you know like we're your mentors and we're you know we, we just want to help uh you know get you through if you don't understand a term like doors ask that question and we'll answer it yeah what i wanted to say is like actually another physician was recently asking us like why don't we just evergreen our course and like you know not have these live q a's and stuff right, like that right. but like we truly love them like we love going in and watching people's transformation week mm-hmm. to week because every mm-hmm. week you're making progress and you're having some sort of success and it may be like, oh, I set up my business email, right? And that's it. But it's so exciting to see people like celebrating that and to have the community celebrating that, that actually we want to do the Q&As because they're really fun and fulfilling for us too. Yeah. If, if everybody was like taking the course at random stages, then like you couldn't yeah. celebrate something like, Hey, I created my business email. And then somebody else is like, yeah, I just bought a 60 unit. Right. So it's like totally, you know, un, you know, everybody's disjointed this way when we do it, you know, everybody's on the same journey going through the same content at the same time. And so, yeah, we, we really, we, you know, really love kind of doing it that way. Um, 
But to answer your question about taxes, yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of tax benefits to real estate. Uh, and, you know, I think the, uh, some, of the, some of the easiest benefits to, um, to, to get that anybody has access to is the fact that the cash flow that you get is generally tax-free. So what that means is that, you know, if we make 100000 in cash flow, uh, when we file our taxes, that $100,000, we put it in our pocket, we don't pay taxes on it. And it's kind of a separate category from the income that you make. And so that's, that's how it can be tax-free. And the benefit of that is 100,000 in cash flow is really like making, let's say 130, 140 in W-2 income. Mm-hmm. So even though 100,000, you know, it, you know, it, you know it, it's smaller than 130, 140, but it's equivalent of making that much W-2. And so that's one big benefit. And, and, and I think a great way to to kind of explain this is that like, you know, if I were to, you know, if Leite were to cut, cut back to halftime as a hospitalist and make 150,000 W-2, and, uh, and if I were to make 150,000 in cash flow from our rental properties, together we'd have $300,000, right? Mm-hmm. But we effectively have cut our tax rate in half, right? So we're not paying, you know, the tax rate that a hospitalist might pay, you know, making a $300,000 salary. We're paying half the taxes, right? So that's one benefit. If you want to reduce your tax bill, that's one way to do it is just make more money, more of your money from cash flow, and then you'll cut your tax rate. But then there's a, an, another benefit that you can get if you did what we did, which is, you know, I cut back and, and, uh, and that's one of the keys of this is that, you know, one of us has to cut back and I claim something called real estate professional status. And what that is, is if I cut back and make real estate my primary job, and I work a minimum of 750 hours. Uh, you may have to work more if you work more clinical hours, but I, I cut back to half time and then to zero, right? And so therefore 750 hours is all I had to do. And if you meet those criteria, you can then take your losses from your rental property and shelter your clinical income. Remember I said the two, the two buckets of income or expenses are separate. So when you create a loss over here in your real estate, you can use that to shelter your clinical income over here. And one question we always get is, well, how can you make cash flow and then show a big loss? Uh, well, there's a lot of ways you can do that with real estate. One is depreciation, and there's something called bonus depreciation, and you can use that to create paper losses, not real losses, but just paper losses that show a big loss on your tax return, which then you can shelter income with that. And so that's what we've been doing the last, going on now, now six, six years, years, we've been sheltering Great our clinical income every year. Um, and so we've been paying, you know, zero and ca- zero in taxes on the cash flow and zero in taxes on the W-2 income. Right. And then uh, we take all those savings and we pump it right back yeah, into put real it right, estate. Put it right, right? back in. Yeah. You right. go, how, how do we get the money to invest in real estate? Take that money, yeah. put, it, put it right back in. Right. So. If you save 50,000 in taxes each year, then that's a new fourplex mm-hmm. down payment right. yep. with leverage. Yep. And so it's, yeah, it's, it helps you grow faster. Powerful. Yeah, we are um, doing reps ourselves. My husband does IT part-time and he's been managing, I mean, we live in California, so we invest in Sacramento and also in Washington State. Finding properties here, a hassle. We did it, right? And we're actually closing on a fourplex. So that'll be 11 units, um, hopefully by the end of this month. So definitely, definitely pro all the tax benefits. And for a lot of people that are watching, what I always tell people is this. There are two groups of people that money was the tax code is written for. It's business owners and real estate investors. As a W-2 earner, you can make money, but you're trading your time for money. It's that one-to-one ratio. However, when you think about the tax benefits that real estate and having your own business can afford you, it actually can be huge. So I know you talked about real estate professional status, and that's great for people that work less than half time as a single person or you have a partner and one of you can definitely prove because you have to make sure you're documenting your hours. They can prove that real estate is their primary profession. But if I'm someone that I, but if I'm someone that I don't want to do reps, should I still take your course or no? Because maybe I'm not going to save money. So can you guys talk about that? Yeah. I, I mean, there's a couple of ways to answer that. I mean, I think one is uh, kind of like what you said, you know, trading time for money, right? So you know, at the end of the day, that real estate is is a more of a passive activity uh, than it is active, like your your job, right? And actually, it's even the income is actually even categorized by the IRS as passive income, mm-hmm. unless you become a real estate professional. Then you can turn that passive income into 
into active income. And so, so by definition, it's passive. And the reason is, is that, you know, the, you know, IRS looks at it as a passive activity. They expect that most people are going to get property managers. Uh, and really, you know, the thing about real estate is that you can make it very passive if you want. You know, there's some effort in the beginning in acquiring the properties and setting up your team. Um, but once you set everything all up, you know, it, it really can, can be very automated. So, you know, I would say to somebody who doesn't want to claim real estate professional status, wants to, uh, you know, wants to kind of tr- stop trading time for, for ter- time for money and wants to kind of free themselves. I think it's a really great way of doing that. I think another big thing is really, you know, is I, I think COVID kind of really uh, helped us realize this, right, is that, you know, it's so important to have that alternative income stream, right? You can't rely just on one income stream. And, uh, and I just think about, you know, the, the people who are furloughed, lost their, you know, um, you know their, their clinics were shut down or elective surgeries mm-hmm. were shut down. Um, a lot of those people actually took our course because they're like, I'm not doing anything right now. So <laughs> I want to take your course and also create that alternative income stream. And I think that is, that is actually the number one reason why people will sign up for the course. Uh, we actually did a poll and asked the people like, hey, well, what, you know, why, what, why are you taking the course? Is it for the tax benefits? Is it to create an alternative income stream? And yeah, alternative income stream was, was the number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I think the last thing is kind of um, that there's so many uh, tax benefits, even if you don't have real estate professional status. I gave you that example of how you can cut your tax rate in half. But also there's all these other mechanisms like 1031 exchanges, for example, where you can, you know, you can take that appreciated property. And that's how we bought the 32 unit. We took three of these properties that appreciated and then we, 1031 exchange them for this bigger property. And what that just means is that all that gain, which is it's considered a capital gain or taxed as a capital gain, all that gain, you don't pay taxes on right now. You pay taxes on it later. Uh, and so what you're able to do is that take that entire gain and put that into your next property. And that's a huge benefit because it's, it's, it's kind of like your 401k growing, mm-hmm. right? Tax deferred, same, same concept. It, you're able to kind of grow this real estate portfolio, very large tax deferred, right? And so you pay your tax bill at the end. Right. I think the other thing is short-term rentals and we haven't talked about those at all, but, but yeah, short-term rentals actually are almost like having real estate professional, because if you just do your hundred hours for that one property and you're the primary person doing the work that year, then you can write off the depreciation and the expenses off your active income. And so like for us, if we didn't own any other properties, we have our short-term rental we bought this year, we're self-managing. We easily have a hundred hours. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's taken a lot of time to like drive yeah. up there and furnish it and stuff like that. And so we can write off the cost segregation study. We can write off depreciation, which will probably save us like, well, it's a total of, I calculated it's a total of yeah. 200, $212,000 loss that we're creating. And that get, that's from bonus depreciation. That's from the um, cost of rehab and wow. the cost cost of all the furnishings total is a 212,000 which we're going to then use to shelter our 212,000 of income. Yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, that's like the government paying part of our down payment for the property. Yeah. And now the property's worth so much more because we mm. rehabbed it, right? Mm-hmm. It's appreciated. And, yeah. and it's going to be cash flowing and you know, it's it's cash and cash return will be even better than 10%, which is what we aim for with our with our long-term rentals. So that's you know, amazing. I think short-term rentals is an easy way for somebody if they want to shelter their tax bill, you know, right now that they could potentially do it in just a year if they didn't have a ton of money that they could go buy 60 units in your real estate professional. Yeah, our accountant called it a quick win. He said, you know, just uh, if somebody wants to get a boost uh, and get a nice chunk of tax savings to then invest in the long-term rental, that's one way to kind of create, get that boost, right? Is get a short-term right. rental that cash flows, that gives you that tax benefits, get the taxes back. And then the next year you can use that to invest in your next property. So next year, we're not going for reps. We're going to be doing short term mm. and syndications because mm. I believe in diversifying. So even within real estate, we want to make sure we're di- diversified where it's not just long-term tenants only, but short-term. And the advantage of that is there's some quality of life benefits that you can have by using your own properties as well. So it's a way of blending the financial and also quality of life because it's all about balance and wellness. And I know you guys are very great at thinking about both things. So do you want to talk and, a little and bit? And tapping the benefits of quality of life. I mean, we, yeah, mm-hmm. we just got Kenji his Tesla, right? And that is a write-off of our real estate portfolio, right? And I could see you guys, you know, you've got a local property and, you know, Ushile 
has Olushile, yeah. Olushile yeah. has real estate professional this <laughs> mm-hmm. year, right? And yeah. so you literally could buy it buy a car, you know, over that six hundred thousand dollar limit. I mean, six six thousand pound limit this year in December, and drive it, you know, for real estate this year. Don't right. tell Shilly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, it wants a Tesla. We're not, we're not ready yet. You know, yeah, we and we waited, right? I waited. waited. You know, like yeah. even, even, yes. even still, it was a tough decision for me. Right. And I know. I kind of, I kind of sat on it for a while because I was thinking about it. But then, and it was, it was like, oh, this is like a fourplex. Yeah. You know? Well, like, more than that, I was like, I guess it's yeah. Well, more I guess than it's that. Fourplex. Yeah. Fourplex so, down payment. But yeah, that's a very important point you brought because at the beginning you talked about decreasing your spending right and Mm -hmm. that's a lot about what rich dad poor dad talks about which is there's nothing wrong in having fancy things but in an ideal world you want to try and buy your assets and then the cash flow from that use that to pay for your liabilities and i mean your tesla is not really a liability but it sort of is i mean it's a business expense so it loses value it's It's a business expense right now but you're using your cash flow to get that so i think that was extremely creative and I tell people that's a difference between how the rich do things. And a lot of it is, I'm also learning. I'm like, I didn't know all this stuff. And I'm like, really? That's how they do things? We need to get all this information and get it to everybody so we can all benefit from this. So I'm glad you guys are doing it. You're teaching people and you're really showing people that it's not just about the money, but it's about the quality of life. Because at the end of the day, none of us are going to die with all this money. But when you live a good life, when you actually do good, when you teach people and help them have financial independence, that's just a gift that keeps giving. So I'm really glad that you guys are doing that with our community of physicians. Yeah, I think it's education, right? Financial education Mm -hmm. is so valuable because no one can ever take that away from you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, I mean, you're going to do syndicate, invest in syndications, which is awesome, but you Mm -hmm. now understand also not only what you're getting with the syndication, right? Mm Because you can actually do the numbers now, so you have that education to go and be a knowledgeable investor. And that those are skills you'll carry for your whole life and you'll pass down to your kids. Mm-hmm. It's very different than just putting money in the stock market and never learning from it and not knowing how to make money yourself. Or have somebody invest your money for you, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So talking about kids and family, how has this impacted your family? Investing in real estate, how is that is good and bad, whatever that is? I, on the on the good, you know, it's been it's been great for for us. Uh, I feel like we're, you know, even though we're working a lot, you know, I think um, we we have we're always around, like we're, like for physically like present all the time, right? And we so we have lunch with our kids every day, like every day, you know. And I pop in like if they're having trouble crying or something, you know, I just I just pop over and just like you know you know comfort them or hang out with them for a little bit, play with them. Uh, if I need a mental break, you know, we just go outside and play or, you know what I mean? So it's really nice just to be physically close to them uh, and uh, especially just watching them grow up. Uh, we took a year off to travel uh, once we had achieved that financial freedom. Uh, a few years ago, we took a year off to travel uh, with our daughter and that was awesome. And actually we took my my other daughter um, traveling with us as well. She met us, she met us out in like Thailand and China and Japan. And yeah. so it was really cool. We just, you know, we we just had this uh, opportunity to, to really um, like we were talking about like trading, you know, we're not trading time for money, got our time back uh, and gave us the freedom to do really what we wanted with our time. Uh, I will so. also say that it, the real estate portfolio gave me the confidence to take, mm-hmm. to sign up for a Tony Robbins platinum mm-hmm. and spend that kind of money on our mindset work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just knowing we had that backup, knowing that we didn't necessarily need it, but we had it there. And, uh, and that mindset work pervades everything we do with our kids. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. does. But it's still a $230,000 investment, which is, you know, way more than a Tesla. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, uh, you know, and back then it was, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was a, a definitely a ton us. of money for us. It was a tougher decision. Uh, and, uh, but you know, we, we, like you said, yeah, the, the real estate allowed us, gave us that confidence. Oh, we can, we can do this. Right? Yeah. And, and I think we had okay. also learned the value of our minds at that right, point, right? right. That it, it's not, you, you don't have to just work week on week off for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. There's so many other things you can do with your mind and, and the belief that you can do anything. Um, and, and that all started with this journey of real estate and, and yeah. actually taking a book and putting it into practice and having success together, building a business, really real estate. I see, 
each individual property is businesses, right? And so we now have all these businesses and we've been able to do this together. And so then you have the confidence to take the next step and grow yourself even more. Yeah, that's true. That's actually another aspect of this is like, you know, maybe it's not the best for everybody, but it's been really good for us to be in business together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's been really nice uh, just to be able to share this experience uh, with each other, uh, going through like that Tony Robbins thing. We did We did that together. You know, we're, um, we do real estate together. We do our, our semi-retired MD blog business together. So uh, that part I think has been really great. How about the bad? <laughs> so the bad of investing in real yes, estate? Yes, um, want to hear the real deal. Well, the good and so, the bad. Yeah, so sometimes bad things happen. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, true. that's the fact is like, mm-hmm. I remember um, we've had one of our properties that we just sold that got like tagged, you know, like spray painted on the uh, fence a number of times. We had one property where a guy ran into the carport and almost made it fall down. Uh, we had one property that was like carbon monoxide poisoning. We've had- It was um, in the news. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that wasn't was good. Bad. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we've had, we had a, pro- had a property we were supposed to buy and the guy backed out on the, the last day, right? Mm. So, so bad things do happen. Um, I will say the reason we made, th- made it through pretty well unscathed is- well, first of all, we had, you know, now this diversification of all these different properties. And so that allowed us to, if one property didn't do well, to balance it out with our portfolio. And we always buy things that cash flow so we could shift cash flow. Um, but the other thing is that mindset work. It really makes a huge difference mm-hmm. when you don't let yourself suffer mm-hmm. over things that are external circumstances. Um, and so that's why that's a hard question for me, because, you know, when you say it's uh you know, what's the bad? It's like, well, I always turn that bad and, you know, not always, but I mean, and again, this doesn't happen. Like, you know, it's not like I'm instantly like better, but, but the point is, is that, you know, the training is that you don't stay in that suffering state, you know, too long, right. You kind of turn, you get yourself out of that. And so I think when something happens, you know, we, we work, we talk, we help each other get out of that suffering state. And so when we look back, it's like, well, you know, it was just a thing. The tough times made yeah. us grow, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how we like well, literally think of it in our minds is like those yeah. challenges, they made us better. Yeah. And like, well, yes, it sucked that oh, we had an Oklahoma city property, oh, yeah, like, right. All that water leaked into water. the yard yeah. and we had, like oh, no. a $2,000, like, well, it was, yeah, it was a crazy water bill because like a pipe burst. And then I think it was actually due to our, uh, like our, one of our contractors, I don't know really, but the contractor I think was messing around with it. Uh, they were digging or something like that. And then uh, a pipe burst, it was a huge water bill because it was leaking into the ground for oh. like, uh, like a month. And so, but then oh. I called and I was like, I don't know what happened, you know? And I called the, I called the water company and they were like, oh yeah, this stuff happens. We'll, we'll wave it. No worries. And okay. so it's just like, you know, it's just like, oh, just figure, figure it out. Right. And instead of panicking and worrying and whatnot, it's just like, okay, I'm taking care of this. Right. Yeah. And then and over so, time you get the confidence that you can handle anything. Right. Like right. Anything right. And then, and then one of the things we love to do, which I think is a, may maybe help your audiences is always ask that question. Like, you know, not, not, how is life happening to me, but how is life happening for me, right? And so that's what happened for us in our uh, 32 unit. Again, Leite was saying that, you know, it's supposed to close December 31st of 2019, last year. And uh, it, was, it was really important for us to get that closed on December 31st for our tax taxes. Mm-hmm. We, were, we, had a, we were facing a huge tax bill. And, um, and so that day, the seller refused to sign. And so... Uh, like that one, we, we didn't, we were not in a mm, negative state for a very really long, well. yeah, we quickly acted, we figured out how to create some losses immediately. It was December 31st. I remember that a bunch of 31st. Yeah. We created a bunch of losses and then, uh, and then turned out three months later or four months later, we finally did close after getting some lawyers involved and we actually got a $150,000 discount. Wow. Plus we also avoided paying for a hard money loan because we now we had four months to close with a regular lender. And so we avoided a hard money loan and those fees would have been $20,000, $30,000. So all in all, the deal was $170,000, $180,000 better. Wow. And, and we still got all those tax benefits. But you could you know. sit here and we could focus on all the, like having to get a lawyer involved, how that time took us, but that's right. not really what we're focused on, right? right? We're true. focused on the 
the part that worked out really well and like how much we learn from it and like how we will not, you know, go buy a commercial property in like November ever again. It takes forever. It could take four months, yeah, yes. five months. August, September at the latest, oh, right? Yeah, so now sure. we're better. Now we can advise our students better. So yeah, so that's probably the hardest thing I think that well, I could name. You know, again, the, the you know, our I think our course and and our current knowledge is is really, um, you know, formed on the foundation of, of a lot of my mistakes, actually. And then, mm-hmm. you know, late to learn from those. And then, you know, we've made some mistakes as well. We've tried, you know, I think with the way we approach our investing, we we definitely minimize those because, you know, we, we have each other, we have the community uh, mm-hmm. where we can bounce ideas off of. And so I think it definitely helps us avoid uh, mistakes, but mistakes are, are you know, part of life. And yep. uh, if, you're, if you're too afraid to make mistakes, then it's going to be very difficult to take action. I mean, I remember Sarah Blakely, the CEO of Spanx, you know, first woman uh, billionaire uh, CEO, right? Um, she, you know, one of the things that she, her dad did for her, which is amazing, was that um, he, every night at dinner dinner table, he would, he would ask her, how did you fail today? Mm. And then he would celebrate her failures. And the key is, is that he, he wanted to celebrate that because the, the most important thing was her effort that she tried, right? She, tried. she went out, took some risks, right? Made some mistakes, failed, right? And then she learned from it and got better, right? And so that I thought was such a cool thing. I'd love to implement that with our kids, you know, yeah. because I think, you know, I grew up in a very critical environment, right? a father who was very, you know, kind of oppressive and, mm-hmm. you know, critical and, uh, you know, couldn't make a mistake, uh, expected perfection. Uh, and so I don't, you know, despite that, I'm, I'm shocked that I, <laughs> I made it, you know, I made it through. Right. But, but, uh, but, but yeah, I'd love to create that environment for our kids where they feel like it's okay to mis- make mistakes. And I guess that's one of the reasons why in the community, I'm like, yeah, ask your question. I don't care if you asked it before. Right. It's like, I'm just, you know, just ask, I don't want to like, prevent you or stop mm-hmm. you from asking a question because you think it's dumb or you think somebody's already asked that question before, right? Just ask it. Yeah. And I'm sure you can kind of attribute also, this is your experience, which is the first one or two properties are scary. Properties are scary because they're new. It's a totally new thing, right? You're not familiar and it's like terrifying, but after that, you know what you're doing. You know right? what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Yeah, it's interesting because our plan was to buy one more property this year, and we've been waiting on Washington State. We're looking in Sacramento too. They're just at COVID this last quarter. There haven't been as many properties available, and we were like, okay, where else can we look? Where else do we want to buy? We're not planning on going to go visit there before we go buy. We just we know the numbers. We're gonna check out the area. And it's an investment. We were thinking maybe Texas or Ohio. I've never been to Ohio before and I have no plans of going, but I can buy a house there and I can get tenants there because it's really important to have a team. And I know that's a big thing with the community as well, because, you know, the general saying is you can live wherever you want, but make sure you invest in where it makes sense. And you guys have been great in building your community of investor agents and lenders. Do you want to talk about what those support you are, especially for those that are starting out? Because it's going to be scary. Well, how am I going to find an agent? How am I going to find a contractor and all this stuff? Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Yeah, your team is, uh, you know, I think is one of the most important uh, factors of success, right? Is that if you have a really good team, uh, they can be your uh, eyes and ears. They can be the boots on the ground. Somebody who's there locally, especially if this property is 2,000 miles away, they can be there locally for you. And, you know, the better your team, right? If you don't have a team you trust, then how can you rely on them and their advice uh, about purchasing, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollar properties? That's a lot of money, right? So, so yeah, so your team is essential and most people, yeah, that's, that's a big stumbling block, right? And so what we want to do with the course is eliminate all those kind of all that friction, all that stuff, all the stumbling blocks. So we've really kind of thought through like, what are those stumbling blocks and how can we help facilitate and kind of smooth it out and make it easier. Right. And so that's one of the things that we do is we help build your team. Uh, and so these are either people we've uh, worked with before or people we've vetted uh, people that other students have used, you know, and, uh, and, and we're constantly refining it because, you know, like anything, right. Our, our, it's not perfect. You know, we're going to make mistakes and we're not going to, you know, necessarily provide, you know, absolutely the best experience every time. So we want to constantly improve that. So we're always improving the, the network. 
Uh, and the network includes you know, everything from just kind of running through some of the basic ones, you know, uh, a residential lender, a commercial broker, if you're going to go commercial by bigger properties, uh, insurance broker, uh, um, uh, investor agent, um, you know, when you get to uh, things like 1031 exchanges, cost segregation companies, asset protection companies, right? We just added a um, bookkeeper. Yeah, we had a bookkeeper mm-hmm. for people who want to want somebody to do their bookkeeping. So, you know, we're just kind of constantly improving uh, this team and, and, and growing it. And as people say, hey, I, you know, we need this, you know, we're going to go out and, and either look for it or, or, you know, use that service ourselves so that we can, you know, try it. Oh, I just tried, tried a new one recently called virtual staging, right? So yes. st- staging your uh, staging your properties, your rentals virtually, I, like staging is very common for properties that you sell, right? And so this concept of staging has now kind of gone into rental properties. Well, why not list your property and market it really well with beautiful pictures, both both non-staged and staged photos so that people can get a sense of like, oh, this is where I'm going to live, right? And even if it's a rental, it doesn't matter, like, you know, make it really attractive from a marketing perspective. And uh, and so that's something else. We tried a couple of, you know, virtual staging companies, you know, myself, and then, and then based on that, based on our experience, we then recommend that now to our students if they're interested in that. Yeah, I think the other amazing thing is actually our students go and innovate too right Mm, i mean like we have a student who went and figured out facebook marketing and then did did a video in our membership site to teach everyone else about it and so our students are always innovating they're always finding new team members and then you know there's team investing sites you know based on the market so you're you have a spokane team investing Mm -hmm. site where all the students who are investing in Spokane are sharing resources, sharing contractors. And I think that's really, really valuable too, because people are forming those relationships and helping each other. I remember our first property with you, you know, with you guys was in Spokane and it was an agent that you had introduced Todd. Mm -hmm. Um, So we flew down to Spokane because we're like, we need to see what the heck this city looks like. It's our first investment, you know, sort of like rental investment. So we flew down there. He drove us around town, showed us everywhere. And then we met with another agent through the community as well that took us out to lunch. I mean, not like everyone's going to take you out to lunch, but we thought that was really great. Um, And the funny thing is the agent found us up the property. But the nice thing about the community is that it's almost foolproof. So if it's your first property, a lot of system is already set up to make you succeed. So our first property, we actually looked at each other. We're like, why didn't the agent just buy the property himself? Because he did all the work, right? Mm-hmm. And in fact, after we, so that's a triplex that we have in Spokane. We had some trouble in there where I think some, some person was like peeing in a container or pulling in a container right next to it. And that was sort of like annoying. But this was about six months after we had bought it. So we called the agent back because we know that he knows Spokane, like the back of his hands, and he grew up in property management. So what he did, which was very kind of him, Todd Grubb, um, he drove down there to the property, looked around, made some recommendations to us about things we could do. And it was actually simple. We just had to change the light. We made it well lit. We did like a motion detector light because no one's going to put in a place that has like motion detector light. Yeah, and we right. haven't had any problems since then. Right. So that made it really foolproof. So when we decided to re- invest in Sacramento, which is not a property that's very common in because no one wants to invest in, in California. But what we found was there are other people that were interested in doing that. So we've actually been able to introduce some of the other semi-retired community. There are maybe two or three of them that are we've introduced our agent to, we've introduced our contractor to, to the point where a contractor was like, wait a minute, you keep introducing us to all those people. I want to invest in real estate too. So we're actually telling him how to invest because we're like, why not? You have a family, make money for your family, leave your Mm -hmm. American dream, whatever that is for you, right? So it's just been great that the system is set so you can have your hands held as much as possible during that first investment while building on your own confidence and your mindset. And once you're confident, you understand that you can reproduce this anywhere. And now you know the numbers. So you just look for wherever the numbers make sense. And then you start it. I mean, we found our contractor on, on Google mm-hmm. and you guys had the sheet of things to suggest when we're fixing up rehab. So, I mean, this was our second property. We didn't really know much. I mean, we knew more than we did before. And I remember this guy was like, yeah, 
I saw the things you guys were texting me and I'm like, those guys know their stuff. And I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Actually, not really, but like, yeah. <laughs> this is so valuable because relationships are the key mm-hmm. to success, right? And you just added so much value to your contractor, right? Not only teaching him real estate, but introducing him to other people. Like he is going to show up for you, right? He's going to take care of you. He's going to go that extra step that Todd did for you, right? Because Todd has all these other investors in the semi-retired community too. He wants to make sure that everybody wants to invest with him. So I think, I think that's so key that you added that value to your contractor. And now like he will always take care of you. Yeah. I mean, our contractor, right? I mean, with our short-term rental, we were like, you know, just, yeah. just, we need to get this thing done in December for tax reasons and whatnot. And, you know, he, this guy is, I mean, super busy because he's, he's really good. We've been working with him for six years though. Right. Yeah. And we've kept in touch and we've also, and we've, you know, and we've, we've also been a had, reference call for other investors. For well, him. I mean, he's been, he's been over for dinner, you know That's what I mean? True. Him and his wife, That's you know, so we've great. gotten to know these people really well and developed a relationship. Um, uh, and even having a meal with somebody really makes a big makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that in that situation, like he, he was just like, you know, because I was asking him, like, you know, hey, can you do this any quicker? And he's like, he's like, man, you don't understand. Like, I'm really doing you a solid. Like, I am like. He's like, you know, for anyone else, this would for, be March. Yeah. He's like, there's no exactly. That's what but he I got, will yeah. get it done for you. In like, I will get it done, and he got it done. It's done. So <laughs> it's awesome. That's great, and I love this whole theme of relationships, right? Because it's relationship with your contractors relationship with your students. And I, I mean, with my platform, I preach a lot of value-based everything, right? Even when it comes to money, you give value and in exchange for that, you get money. And that's what you guys are doing. And this is an example of a business invest, a business strategy where what you're doing is you're giving value, teaching physicians about real estate and in exchange for that, you're getting paid. So for those that are watching, that's what I preach every day. Let's think of how we can give value and in exchange for the value we're creating, they could make this course evergreen. They could have zero contact with the students and they would still make a lot of money, but it's not just about the numbers. It's about that relationship. Um, so with my programs that I'm doing, I, my goal for now, 2020, 2021, is to keep them small group. I don't want more than 20 people for now at a time. And the reason why is that relationship is so important because you, you just get so much from it, right? So I love that emphasis on relationship. I love that emphasis on, on richness and wellness overall. And I mean, I cannot recommend you guys enough. I don't recommend people in general if I don't trust them. And I've referred, I'm an affiliate for your program right now, but our relationship goes farther than that. Because I took mm-hmm. your course, I've referred at least three or four people that have taken your course and are doing fantastically well. I was a mentor for you guys. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> you know, I led a masterclass for you guys, mastermind, and I'm going to be a mentor as well. So that shows that I truly, truly trust you guys. And I think that my audience will be in great hands um, if they were to choose to participate in your program. There's a $300 off thing you guys have going on. Mm -hmm. When is the deadline? Because I want my people to cash in on that. (laughs) So if your people join um, by midnight on December 11th, and honestly, join, the, join what? The wait join list. the wait list. Yeah. yeah. And there's okay. a little bit of flexibility on that, but, but really ideally they get on the wait list by December 11th, then December 12th and 13th is a wait list sale. And that's okay. when it's $300 off. Okay. Um, and actually we have a Q and a on the 11th as well for the wait list. So if they join tomorrow on the wait list, they can actually access an extra Q and a. That's fantastic. Well. Any last minute points you guys want to, cause I want to make sure I'm respectful of your time and my kids are going to come look for me if I don't get up the <laughs> computer. No, really appreciative of, you know, your support along the way too. I mean, it, it means a lot to us and there's nothing better than seeing our students succeed. There really is not, as you know, I mean, and I think when you were talking about relationship, right, it's like, um, Tony Robbins says contribution and growth are the two things that lead to fulfillment, right? Mm. And you're growing, you're growing your community, you're growing your skills, and then you're contributing to others. And there's nothing better than that. So I know a lot of your people will grow on to be entrepreneurs and business owners. And if you can find growth and contribution, like everything else works out. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with the you know, the contribution piece, you know, for us, yeah, I mean, really, this is um, um, this is something that we do because, you know, we love it. Uh, we love teaching, you know, I think that partly comes from, you know, teaching medical students and residents, you know, we really enjoyed that process, but this is a different form of teaching for us, a uh, way for us to continue to teach. Um, but also, um, you know, with the rentals that we have, I mean, we could, you know, really not do, do this, but not we do anything. not do anything, but, but, <laughs> but that's, but honestly, but that's not fulfilling, right? It's not. It's not. And so it's like, and that's the thing that anybody who's watching this is like, 
you can chase money, um, but that's not fulfilling, right? At the end of the day, because, you know, we've been there, we've achieved that. And, you know, at the end of the day, we did have a period of time where we were just kind of like, you know, what do we do? Like, where do we go? Right. And it was like, it was until we learned about the growth and contribution, we got to be constantly pushing ourselves and learning, right. And growing as a person, uh, not just financially, but relationships and also a personal, personal growth, uh, all the things you're doing with your coaching, uh, teaching people with coaching, um, and then and then also contributing. And this is our for, for us, it's our contribution. Of course, we make make money from it, um, but that's part of our growth, right? Absolutely. Building a building a business, right? I mean, that's like you know, for us, it was scary, right? At one point, to build a team, build a business, right? Uh, and uh, and now we're doing it and overcoming those both, uh, those um, uh, limiting beliefs that we've had. Um, and so for us, yeah, contribution is really the big driver here. That's why like you do the small groups. This is why yeah, we, want, we is wanna, so yeah, we wanna, we wanna be there. Like we wanna actually see people's successes and celebrate them and, and be alongside them. And then really actually one of the reasons why we created this community was because we were like, what fun is it to, to, to achieve that status and be alone, be by mm. yourself, right? So, and this fits perfectly with what, what Leite wants, right? Is that she wants to be a better host, right? So we'd love to host all you guys yes. <laughs> you know, at our Italian villa and uh, which we don't have yet, but, but some, you <laughs> know, will. We, we will, we will, uh, but we'd love to host, you know, um, our students uh, and our membership uh, site participants to join us. Right. And, and just like, you know, come visit us, right. Be with us because that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted, we didn't want to be alone. We wanted a community. And so, I love this so much. And I'm going to be quoting you because you said you can chase money, but that's not fulfilling. Contribution mm-hmm. plus growth is everything. So I'm going to be quoting you guys on that. So awesome. Cool. Thank, Thank you. you so, so, so much. If you guys are watching this video and you have any questions, of course, send me a message. I 100% think every physician should have real estate in some form. And this is one that has worked for us. And my hope is to help the rest of you guys get into it as well. So thank you. And I'm going to stop it. If you have loved listening to this episode on the Money Fit MD podcast, you will love the free money course that I have on my website. So this mini course is fantastic. And it's the four steps that will change your relationship with money. It's my free gift to you for just being a part of this community. So be sure to check it out at moneyfitmd.com forward slash freedom. You are welcome. You can thank me later. Bye-bye.